Hey, y'all. You are listening to Situationships, the podcast where black millennials from across the relationship spectrum, from singledom to divorced, share their personal stories to uncover hard-learned lessons of love. I'm your host, Randy. Hey, y'all. This is Randy. So today we have part four of the Millennial Dating Series. If you haven't heard already, I interviewed young black professionals to get their take on aspects of modern dating. I asked them about their perspective and experience on things like ghosting, paying for dates, using dating apps, and the joys and hardships of modern day dating. So on today's episode, we hear from Ebony, a Baltimore native with two master's degrees who's been in not one or two, but seven weddings and has been maid of honor three times. I don't even have that many friends, y'all, like for real. She talks about her experience watching millennial relationships build and evolve, as well as her experience trying her luck, mostly unsuccessfully, on a range of dating apps. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the pod on Apple Podcasts and rate the pod and leave a review. Don't forget to join the Situationships Podcast Facebook community where ladies are sharing dating and relationship tips and insights that they've learned from hard-learned experience. And lastly, let's connect on social media. You can find me at Situationships Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Situations Pod on Twitter. All right, I hope you enjoy the episode. So, Ebony, um, why do you think dating and courtship are so hard? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think dating and courtship are so hard, I guess, as millennials, because we have an ideal that we aren't really willing to step up to the plate for. Um, I think we have really high expectations of each other. Um, and not necessarily the tools to meet those expectations. And there's a lot more to that, but I think that's why it's really hard. That was a really amazing answer. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, What is the, what do you think is the most challenging part about dating for you specifically? Oh, so the most challenging part about dating for me has been um, really understanding what it is that I want and not thinking about what I should want from a partner and in a relationship. What do you enjoy most and least about dating? The part I enjoy most about dating is getting to know someone um, and kind of digging a little bit more deeply than the the superficial stuff that you kind of find out, you know, if you're dating on a website or, um, or you know, through the apps or if you kind of meet someone out and about. It's the digging a little bit deeper that's always fun. Um, and seeing where the commonalities are and what you can learn from the person and that sort of thing. I think the part I hate about dating is that sometimes you never get to that point <laughs> where it's actually fun. Um, and you're consistently interacting with like, you know how they say that dating the first like few months, you're dating like a representative of the person. 
<laughs> and so you keep on meeting these representatives and they're all whack and you're like oh <laughs> this is not for me <laughs> you're speaking my life <laughs> Do you think there are different challenges for black millennials when it comes to dating and relationships? Absolutely. Um, And I'm not really sure exactly why. Because I've seen a lot of my white peers experience the same sort of dating woes. Like, I don't know if there's really anything different in their, the way that they date versus the way that we date. Um... I think expectations may be a little bit different. And I also think that they have a larger pool from a, at least from a white woman's perspective, a heterosexual white woman's perspective. So when you start dating someone, what kind of questions do you think to immediately ask them? Like, what are some things you want to know about them Mm. or from them? So I'm always interested in kind of, of course, like what their goals and aspirations are, but how they think about the world um, and how that compares to how I think about things. Um, I know for me, I'm a little bit of a nerd, right? And so (laughs) thinking is really important and I ideally would be in a relationship with someone who is thoughtful and open-minded um, and is able to, if they don't agree, you know, at least consider things in a new and different way. That's really, really important. Um, oh, that was the first time I was able to articulate that, but yes. <laughs> I okay. Think, yeah. Okay. I really like that. I really like that. What are you curious about? general opinions and perspectives from black millennials about dating like I wonder if people think x or I wonder what people think about why I I do wonder why people think about relationships in the way that they do so just a little bit about me is that I am a professional bridesmaid (laughs) so I'll be in my sixth or seventh wedding in March. Oh my God. Um, I've been, I'll be a a maid of honor for the third time. Mm hmm. (laughs) And how many best friends you got? (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Okay. Luckily one eloped. So that saved me some time and some money. Um, and I've been able having the the pleasure of having a front row seat at all of these different relationships um and especially a wedding I think at least from my perspective um we have these expectations of like our relationships that don't necessarily line up with like who we are and as when I say we I mean like you and your partner are as people, right? So, like, you want to fit these, like, circles into this square hole, and it don't work like that. And I think, especially, what and some have had easier transitions than others, but, like, 
watching couples like go through the motions um it's always been like if you would have just acknowledged that this your relationship wasn't going to look like another relationship and just come to terms with it day one you could have saved yourself a lot of grief heartache curse words (laughs) like (laughs) this would have been a lot easier if you didn't have this like really weird expectations that almost like comes out of nowhere like relationship goals yes yeah Ooh. mm -hmm, that's a word (laughs) that is that's it um okay so let's talk about uh like online dating and dating apps tell me about your experience using dating apps Ooh, child (laughs) So I was on dating apps for, so before my current situation, I was on dating apps after my last relationship for the greater part, on and off, for like six or seven years. So like dating different people on different apps. Every time a new one would come out, I would download it, see what it had to offer. Um... And it always felt like a form of self-care when I deleted them because it was stressful. It could be stressful. And you just, and I've done the paid, the unpaid, eHarmony to Tinder. And it's a very odd dynamic. And even still my, from the dating sites, those relationships were the ones that I probably shouldn't have been in. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me more. I think I almost felt like once I found someone that I actually kind of clicked with, even for, even if the clicking was like, you know, like we barely made it, <laughs> like on a date. And I was like, oh, I'll give this a try because this getting up to this process was so difficult. <laughs> It required so much of my energy that I was like, well, maybe we can make this work. Even though I I always kind of knew in the beginning, and I'm thinking of two people in particular that, nah, girl. It was like he's trying to make it fit mm-hmm. just because it was exactly. a potential. Yeah, just because it was a potential. And I wanted to keep my options open and be thoughtful and give it a chance because you just never know what's going to happen. You know how many bad days I've been on because <laughs> you never know? <laughs> Hey, you never know. You know sometimes. He has sometimes potential. You know it. <laughs> right. Sometimes you know, sis. It's fine. I trust y'all good. No. Um, so can you list the, the apps you've used? Yes. Um, Match.com, eHarmony, Tinder, Bumble. Plenty of fish for a little while. Um, Coffee meets bagel. There was even a point where I thought about a ma- a professional matchmaker. <laughs> I thought about it, but I wouldn't spend the money. I, it was really expensive. That's a racket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, one this girl I went to high school with is a professional matchmaker now. Oh wow! Um, if I have like a lot of money to spend one day, just like sitting around, I'll do it. If yeah. I'm still single, but 
I'll be fine by myself and my money. Um, Hello. Why did you just decide to use an app? A dating app. <laughs> because I was like, I don't go out. <laughs> I don't hang out. Um, and for the past few years, I've been in like a lot of transition. So transitioning between graduate school and full-time work and back again. Um, and just online dating seemed more feasible. How do you use the apps? Like, how frequently do you usually check them? How frequently are you going out on dates? Were you ever looking casually, or was it always, like, looking for a serious relationship? I think at some points it was casual, um, just kind of looking for, like, interesting people to hang out with and meet. And then once, like, on the page, so like, you know, eHarmony, I believe it's, Paid and Match.com. So I used both of those, like, the time in between was pretty significant. Um, but both of those times I was looking for, like, a relationship relationship. Um, how do you judge an online profile? What do they look like? <clears throat> Are all the words spelled correctly if the sentence is coherent? <laughs> Um, that's really it. And is there something about the profile that actually interests me? Are there, is there anything that you can look at a profile and immediately be like, nope, left? If the pictures are weird, um, or, cause I've run into this a couple of times, like where, you know, how in the about me profile or even through like that, if it's like an app that asks questions, right? And you hear to see their responses. It's responses. If it's something like super ignorant, it's a no. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else? How about your profile? What do you? What did you like think about when you were crafting your profile? So I changed my hair a lot. So I needed pictures from like at, like all of my various hair. <laughs> uh, you want to be like Issa? Mm-mm. <laughs> No. Like, was that you? <laughs> Can you get that back? Right, like, who, who's that? Um, and then I wanted it to reflect. I tried really hard to make it reflect, like, who I really was and not who I thought they would, want. They would be attracted to. Um, I tried to be really intentional about that. So, um, What challenges do you think that apps create for dating? Hmm. I think it it's sometimes I felt like it was the easy way out because you often because you're judging a, you're literally judging a book by its cover. Um, and for me, I know that <clears throat> I've never dated someone because of what they look like. And I've always like it's always been a friend or something like that where like I actually know the person. And so I knew, you know, like I feel like that, like having a profile there and being able to literally like flip through or thumb through pages, um, you're not necessarily giving everybody, a, anybody a really fair shot. And for like the other person, sometimes it can be a, 
it feels like it's equaling or leveling the play the playing field, but there's there's a significant balance of power when you're talking about like when you're it, it's heterosexual like interactions, right? Men typically have a lot more options than women have, um, and it's easy to be in those like back and forth scenarios and have people not text you back or get ghosted in that like preliminary phase, and Although people won't admit it, but it can really impact your self-esteem in a way that's not healthy at all. And, you know, and you're allowing the virtual strangers. <laughs> Literal and virtual <laughs> in every sense of the word. <laughs> right. Like, impact how you feel about yourself, which also impacts how you present yourself to the world and to potential suitors or whatever. And so it's, it's, it's complicated. It's funny, I remember when I first got on online dating and people were liking my pictures and stuff, I was like, I am popping. Hello. Why am I still single? And then I was like, these niggas like everybody for sure. It's not like. Maybe for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not personal. Um, what opportunities do you think that dating apps provide? Mm, I think you get exposure to people that you wouldn't ordinarily get exposure to. Um it's nice because you can, you know, search by location. And so that can be extended to places where you may not ever go. Um, you know, and you can encounter people that you may not have otherwise met. So let's stay within the realm of technology and talk about texting. Is there a texting etiquette that you follow when you're talking to a potential romantic partner? What do you mean? Like. Oh, like, don't talk to me about sex. Via well, sex? sure. Okay. Like, whatever. Or, like, <clears throat> I don't respond to text after this hour. Or I wait at least 30 minutes before I respond. Like, whatever. Like, or I feel like I need to respond within a certain time frame so they don't feel like I'm being distant or whatever. It would. De it depends. I'm going to match your energy. So if I feel like you aren't responding right back to me, then thou shall not text you <laughs> quickly if you take two days to respond to my text message. And then I'm probably also going to stop texting you. So that's, you know, a non-factor. Um, but that was usually, like, my philosophy from, like, a timing perspective. I think when it came to actually having conversations, like, there are just things I'm not going to talk to you via, about talks to you about via text we're not going to talk about p being in a potential relationship because i mean come on i know bullshit when i see it or when i read it let's not do that <laughs> um you're not i'm not please don't ever ever never send me a picture of your genitals because <laughs> uh it's a no um and then i think or yeah, don't talk to me about sex in general via via text. Unless we get to that point and I feel, you know what I mean? And then. If we've done that and talked yeah, about it in real life. Yeah, then that's fine. Then, yeah. Um, we're all adults here. <laughs> but I think also just text messages. And I've done it before too where you just talk shit just because it's text message. And it doesn't really feel like there's a huge, you don't feel like there's a huge need to to be truthful right it's like being what do they call it when you're um like a keyboard gangster 
It's like your keyboard lover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say anything via text. Um, yeah. Um, do you use any certain texting styles or ways of communicating via text, like use more emojis or whatever when you're texting with a potential romantic partner? Mm, no, I don't think so. You seem like you would try to be whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you prefer texting versus calling? It depends on the vibe. If I really like you, then I want to talk to you. Um, and if I feel comfortable, I think the more comfortable I am, the more likely I am to want to talk to you on the phone. Um, because I, I'm most honest when I'm speaking. And so with, through text message, you can think a lot and be very, you know, it can be very crafted. <laughs> Even if it's just banter back and forth. You know, you have time to text your girlfriends and be like, girl, so what should I say back? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so I'm a little, you know, it's it's easier to be authentic in the moment. Do you think that calling versus texting indicates anything from like, especially like a new partner? Or even older, like someone that you've maybe gone out for like mm -hmm. a month or so. I think so. I I would take it that way because I put more, um, I put more I guess emphasis I guess on texting. I mean on speaking over the phone. I think that means more to me. It's a little bit more intentional. I think texting can be passive, um, but that still doesn't really mean too much. So another transition about being busy and dating. What are your thoughts on someone you're dating telling you that they are too busy or they like constantly are like, I can't, I'm busy. Then they are not interested. Um, I, because I've been the person that has said, I'm too busy. I have all of these things going on. Like I just don't have the time to really kind of put into this. And that really just boiled down to, I didn't want to make the time. And um, anytime someone has said that to me, I knew, <laughs> and not always, I think I've grown to know that that, that that has been true for me and that that is also true for other people, that people will make time for what they want to make time for um, and who they want to make time for, usually. And sometimes it's true, like you're busy, but you're not that busy all the time. Like you may be busy this week, but next week you can find an hour or two. So if someone told you that they are interested in you and want to find time to date you, but they still acknowledge that their life is busy, would you find that acceptable? That still sounds like bullshit. <laughs> it does. That's fair. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have... Do you have any experience when so with someone telling you that they were they were just like busy or and how, like how did it make you feel if you have experienced that? Mm, yes, um, I so I was I was talking to someone earlier this year actually who that was like a common sort of like comment, um, 
And it always annoyed me because I, well, one, I felt like, well, if you really wanted to, you know, kind of see where this progresses, you would make time. But also knowing, because we were really honest, that, like, he was also dating other women. Like, we were just dating. And so he was dating other people. And so that's why there wasn't time, which also meant that, like, he wasn't super serious. And not that he didn't, like, you know, not that I wasn't a priority because I didn't need to be because we were just dating. But I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, I don't, I don't, I'm not fitting into your schedule. And I, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about being a part of this rotation. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and remove myself. You ain't got to worry about me. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about me. So this is, uh, uh, not a question I was planning to ask, but what is your definition of dating? So dating is what single people do when they're hanging out, trying to see if um, they want to pursue a relationship with someone. And so that could be with one person, that could be with multiple people, but those people are unattached to each other. Um, and so... I think that the expectation should be that even if we are dating and we hang out and maybe even if we're engaging in, you know, adult things that you're still single. Um, and I think that's where it gets fuzzy because a lot of people are like, yeah, we're not, we're, we're dating, but you know, we're only dating each other. And that may not be clear because if you're really only dating each other and that has been established, then you're in a relationship. Like that's a you know you kind of progressed, um, and some people being you know it'd be one person in a relationship and the other person is dating, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so dating for me has always meant, well, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and I'll see you when I see you, and I may have feelings for you, but I'm also free to do what I want to do, um, kind of outside of you know what we have going on between us so did you watch the new documentary on hbo swiped i have not it's interesting but one of the things that one of the girls said is she was in an open relationship and they asked and and she was like yeah but neither of us are seeing other people but it's an open relationship or, or no that's it wasn't that's no i lied it was they were like we're not boyfriend and girlfriend that's what it was mm-hmm. we only see each other but we're not boyfriend and girlfriend and i was like oh that makes sense like <laughs> No. I don't want Y'all no. together. Y'all we together. Like just, right. <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, to be real, I feel like some nigga shit. Like, Absolute, who doesn't want to be mm. tiled down and still wants the freedom to do what they want when they yep. want to do it, but still wants you to be there when they feel like Absolutely. being there. Yeah. Anyway, yep. sorry, I'm just a little side. <laughs> um, so, the talk. When do you think is the right time to talk to someone about what you're looking for? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I'm all about managing expectations. And so I feel like the earlier, the better. Um, <laughs> in my current situation ship, <laughs> I remember, but so when we first started kind of talking, I was very clear that I had a lot going on from a professional perspective, but also with family. And like, I just felt like I had a lot of obligations. And I said, um, I can't 
Like, I don't know what you're looking for, but I, I don't really have a lot to give. So if that's fine with you, and I don't know if that's going to change, but we can do this, but know that, like, my time and energy are both limited. Um, <laughs> and apparently that was fine. And so now it's, you know, of course, developed into something where I'm able, I feel like I can actually give more energy and time to it, but... Um, I was very, very upfront about that. When, how, when did you have that conversation? Um, so we dated before. And so it was like, right when we started talking again, that was like, um, Hey, how you doing? How you been? Oh, we're hanging out. So let me tell you, <laughs> like, I don't want to get this, you know, I don't want to go down this road. And then it feels like I led you on to believe that there was something that I could, that I was interested in something more than I really could really get. <laughs> it's funny. The older I get, I feel like I hear women saying the things that men used to say. Mm-hmm. Or still say. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, I know I ain't saying a word. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you think that, so, okay. So let's say you meet someone on Tinder mm-hmm. or some other swiping dating app. Do you feel like there's an appropriate time or a good time to start asking that person what their intentions are or what they're looking for? Hmm. Yes. I mean, so I remember like on dating apps, that's always been something I felt like people have asked fairly early on in the and those sort of like back and forth exchanges. Um, so, Hey, like, you know, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a relationship or they've said something that made me know that they were not looking for a relationship and they just wanted to have fun. Um, yeah. So even before you met for a date or kind of made plans to see each other or really got too far into getting to know each other, even via text message. Um, that's always been one of the first things that, you know, we talked about or that I've talked about with other people. So I know managing expectations is really important to you, but are there ever times when you are afraid to have that conversation with someone? Or have has there ever been a time? No. <laughs> she did it. Either you want me or you don't. It's fine either way. No. You don't think it'll scare someone off? You've never been afraid it would scare somebody off. See, and I'm talking from my thirty year old self. Thirty thirty one. My thirty <laughs> my thirty one year old self. I think if at you know, because then I say I started like twenty four, twenty five. Um there were some things that I was afraid to say no to, um, especially if I, if I liked the image that someone was portraying. I'm sure that there were times where I didn't want to be clear that, you know, at that point I was looking for a relationship, and in my, you know, early and mid twenties, I really wanted like marriage and like kids, and was very like. <laughs> gung ho yes like very clear about what I thought I wanted to to kind of have um and so it was open to bamboozling anyone to see if <laughs> <laughs> <Not bamboozle. laughs> to 
see like oh you just want to you just want to chat we can chat and you're going to put a ring on it and we're going to have these babies and we're going to live in this house with this picket fence and my dog um <laughs> and it'll be fine and luckily that none of that happened because yikes um do you think you should initiate the talk if you're just looking for something casual or would you just like leave it up to the other person to like who is looking for something serious for them to bring up the conversation? I would definitely initiate, especially if I am looking for either way, <clears throat> because I, I don't know if there's a point in not being clear and then you in the in spending time going down this path that you may have to kind of you know stop and it's not really fair to the other person either what kind of questions do you ask when you're kind of trying to figure out what someone's doing sure so like hey what are you looking for um you know from a relationship perspective you know where do you see yourself in you know two to four years um <clears throat> And then, and not that this is always a good indication, but and I don't talk about previous relationships a lot, but I, I felt like men are obsessed with previous relationships. <laughs> and it's that's always kind of been a conversation that's led down that path of, well, what happened the last time and what are you expecting this time? So it's funny you say that. That's my last question, but I just want to, talk okay. about this it's funny you say that because the guy i interviewed the person i interviewed yesterday said he doesn't like to ask about previous relationships and i was surprised because i just not that i asked that question a lot mm -hmm. but i just would feel like it's it would illuminate something about who a person is or like how they operate in a relationship mm-hmm what do you think? So, and I, <laughs> I the, the, and the person that I'm thinking of that asked me this question, I don't think he was over his, his ex. And so I think that's the reason why I have a little bit of bias because he absolutely projected like his like own ex relationship hurt onto kind of like what we were doing. And then onto me generally, um, and so that was annoying. But I, I do think that past relationships can be kind of like an indication. I don't, but I know that, you know, relationships are based on relationships, <laughs> right? Or, and, and are really kind of about like the people that are in them. Um, and it's so about the, the, the pair. The pair, right? So like how I related to my ex may or may not be how I relate to my next. <laughs> Um, sorry, <laughs> it's funny. So yesterday also, um, after I interview homeboy, he, we like stayed around, we just talked and he was like, had all these questions about like dating mm -hmm. and just wanted my opinion on them. And I was trying to explain something to him and he just kept arguing and I was just like, you're carrying the feelings that you had from some conversation argument you had with someone else mm -hmm. and you're like reliving that with me right now and i'm just like i'm just trying to tell you how <laughs> like my perspective i don't i'm not emotionally invested in this right and i was just like i don't know it's funny because when you said that because now i also think there's multiple things that he was like projecting. 
just like it was weird <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> um anywho that's that's oh, it that's it okay yeah, thank you you're welcome thanks for listening to this episode of situationships if you like this episode please leave a five-star rating and review on apple podcast Become an official Situationships Boothang by donating to the podcast Patreon page. I'll love you forever. And don't forget to connect with me and the Situationships podcast community on social media. The pod is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Situationships Pod. If you have a story you want to share on the podcast, email me at situationshipspod at gmail.com. And lastly, to stay up to date on the events, stories, and news for the podcast, sign up at situationshipspodcast.com. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.